This is as good a time as any to say I don't really care much for Beyonce. She isn't my queen bee, and I've never heard a full song by her, and God willing, I never will. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian and Jason, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Let's get started. Hey, Jason. Hey, Brian. How are you this week? I'm doing good. Uh, WordPress 4 came out. That involved a lot of time of updating. Most of mine updated automatically. Uh, I don't set mine to update automatically. I like to go in and check and make sure. Yeah, yeah, me too, usually. <laughs> I, I forgot that it was going to do you know full dot upgrades on me. So fortunately, I haven't had anything blow up. None of my plugins have died. All my sites are still running as they should be, thank God. And uh, Brute Protect did the whole thing for me. I didn't have to touch them. Nice, very nice. Yeah, I've got to say uh, this is one of the first times that I've had a full, like, big, big WordPress update where absolutely nothing broke. All my themes are still working, et cetera, et cetera. And I do want to do a follow-up and a shout-out to you, Jason, for, for Brute Protect and WordFence. Um, after you talked about those the other week, I've installed them on all my sites. And if you do not install these, you are a complete and utter idiot. Yeah, we were idiots for a long time without having them in. Uh, WordFence does a good job, so does Brute Protect and uh, Security. Mm-hmm. Does a good job. Limit login attempts is deprecated. Now you can dump that. It doesn't work on some things, especially if you've got a, a front-facing proxy on your uh, enterprise network because it does a bunch of pings to the the website before you get there and basically locks you out before you can log in. <laughs> Which is not good. Fun times. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, it's nice to just check Brute Protect and see how many uh, thousands of attacks it's it's knocked out of the park for oh, us. It's completely unbelievable. I've actually launched a a new site, which I am not talking about yet. It's kind of a personal project, and I'm kind of getting it up and running before I talk to anyone about it. Uh, so nobody actually even knows this exists. It's a completely new domain name, um, and I'm running WordPress for it, and I installed Brute Protect. So if you think that you don't need this, I have a completely brand new site that nobody's ever heard of that isn't even in Google yet, and it's already blocked 142 different attacks. That's how spiders work. Yep. You know, they'll just they'll hit those things, especially if it's you know IP-based and they can just scan the IP blocks, and there's, there's all sorts of ways they can find it. Yeah. You know, scan new registrations. Yeah. Whatever. There's tons. There's tons of ways they can find it, but it's all automated. I mean, it's not like somebody's out there just sitting there trying to attack you. Although sometimes that is the case. Yeah, sometimes. As we'll, that as is. we'll talk about later today. <laughs> um, the just the automated tools out there. You know, if, as soon as you put on a thing on the internet, like the old stati- statistics about XP boxes. You know, a fresh clean install of XP will get owned within 16 seconds of plugging into the internet without yeah. it, if you don't have it protected. Right. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. So, Jason, you are sitting in Chicago. Yes, I am. Chicago, the home of Wax Tracks Records, which has uh, been the home of some of my favorite bands of all time in the industrial scene, but also the home of the Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. Jimmy Chamberlain. Remember him? See, I wasn't a big Smashing Pumpkins uh, fan back in the day. I liked their stuff, but I never really got that into the band. Oh, see, I was a huge fan. But uh, he made the news because he is now a tech CEO. Oh, boy. Yes, he is a tech entrepreneur and now the CEO of a company called LiveOne, which is based out of Chicago, where you are, and is working on a project called Crowdsurfing. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so a little, I, I, this is frustrating to me on many levels. Well, I've worked for ex-drummer, musician, CEOs before, which you've seen me rant about, which I'll leave out of here because you kind of get nervous when I talk about this dude. <laughs> So I'll skip that part right. and just say, yeah, they're usually not the most tech savvy, but you know, he's our age, so he might be a little better at it. Um, I 
I don't know much about the company because if you go to their website, either one, mm-hmm. there's nothing there. Yeah. You can sign up for some you know, newsletters or they'll let you know when something's happening. But it's all – I think it's probably like an enterprise-based uh, solution for basically sharing concerts or yes. live events. Yeah. And then you know they do all the promotion. So you have to be a big corp that comes to them and say, hey, I've got an event like Red Bull. I'm doing a thing where people do something stupid and I want you to cover it and then I'll have people come and watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a interesting concept. Not really. Um, I actually worked briefly. Well, I was going to work briefly with a company that did something very similar uh, a few years back. Actually, based out of Vegas, I think they were called Deep Rock Drive or something like that. They had enough startup money to actually build a venue. They built their own venue and were going to have bands come in. And you know, they kitted up with all the cameras and high speed connectivity. And the entire concept behind that company and behind this apparent company as well is the idea that. Um, well, there's a big long press release where Chamberlain talks about how you know there's no money in music anymore and we need to bring revenue streams back to musicians. The concept, in my opinion, is is flawed to begin with because I just don't see people sitting around on their computers watching a live show and chatting about it with each other. I, well, I've got experience with this. I, yeah. I did something very similar to this mm-hmm. for Kia not too long ago. We had a party in New York, which mm-hmm. was a release party for the YouTube Awards. Right. We did a live streaming event. We built a stage. We had you know musicians come in and artists come in, rappers, DJs, singers. We did a whole you know live event around it, and I, I ran kind of the board, yeah, coordinating everybody. So I got to see how everything worked, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's exactly like what these guys want to do, but it was free, yeah, because you can do it free on YouTube. <laughs> and we had a ton of people. I mean, I, a very I can't sp- say specific numbers, yeah, but yeah. you know. A lot of people. Well, I like think a scary amount of people. I think it, it's it's probable, and I think it, it, it is a, a valid model for certain item, certain things and special events, something like that, something like a live or something like the Oscars, etc. But a standard run of the mill concert, I don't think so. But what do I know? I'm not a tech CEO that used to be a drummer in a rock and roll band and was kicked out twice for various substance abuse issues. <laughs> well, hey, look. Uh, pot kettle black. Dude, don't be talking to anybody about substance abuse issues, okay? Hey, the, the ones that we abuse are legal. This is true. <laughs> Actually, no, just on that note really quickly. I, I mean I do – I think it is smart to bring in somebody from the music industry and, and here's why. I mean I've seen other startups try to do this. I've seen a lot of startups try to actually deal with the music industry and they never actually have a musician. The thing that people don't understand about the music industry and entertainment as a whole, which you totally get, you're, you're going to be on board with this one 100%. It's an old boys network. You don't just break in. You have to have somebody that is in the industry to basically broker and get you in. You cannot just knock on doors because nobody will answer. So bringing in somebody from the music industry is the only way for a company like this to actually get anybody in the music industry on board. What I question is the person himself. Now, I know nothing about Jimmy Chamberlain personally, but I do know that Billy Corgan, who was the head of Smashing Pumpkins, is basically known to be the biggest pain in the ass in the entire music business to work with, and people basically basically do not want to work with him except for the fact that there's money involved. Now you've got the guy that was in the band that the biggest pain in the ass in the music industry thought was too big of a pain in the ass and kicked him out of his band three times. Okay. Well, <laughs> as far as I'm, and I just, I need to say this now because yeah. I, I work for Billy's wrestling yeah. league. Mm-hmm. So everybody I know that works with them says he is amazing cool, easy to get along with and easy to work with and nobody has any complaints yeah. about him. Well, so, different industry, you know, different time. Yeah. It's a different different type of thing, but from, you know, 
anecdotal experience from everybody I know, a bunch of cool people who don't take shit from anybody, yeah. like, you know, who will kill you because they're wrestlers, love this guy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to go down that road because I don't know and I don't want to get into it. And I, like I said, I, and I also don't know uh, Jimmy Chamberlain. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's all anecdotal evidence. This guy might be, you know, he might have cleaned up his act. He's super cool and he's got a big Rolodex. That's why they want him. Exactly. That, that was kind of my point. So uh, there is an interesting article that you found where it's a big, long interview with him and they talk about, the, you know, kind of the, the – uh, thought behind the company. Um, it's interesting to me, like you said, first off, that they don't have anything up on their sites, really. And secondly, there is no discussion of where the actual revenue stream will be coming from. So who knows? We'll see what I'm, happens. I'm pretty sure it's coming from the companies that hire them. Yeah, I mean, if, you look at, if you look at the names that have hired them, those are big names. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I said before, I think they're going after the enterprise and they're not doing, you know, you can't get your indie band on there no, to, not to, do a, yeah. to do a live event. It's only big names, big sponsors, big pocketbooks. Yep. And there's a few other companies out there that are already doing that. So we'll see. But it made the news. It did. It did. Also making the news, again, is Uber. Uber is starting to seem just more and more evil every day, isn't it? It really, really is. I mean, we've got a couple articles that we'll put in the show notes. There's a great article on Salon by Andrew Leonard called Why Uber Must Be Stopped. Yes, I love that read. It was awesome. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the byline is the touted startup is proving to be the embodiment, embodiment of unrestrained hypercapitalism. What happens when it wins? And he goes down a lot of thought experiments that we've talked about where it's mm-hmm. like what happens when everything is deregulated and one company just rules them all and then you know we're all back to serfdom. Yeah. Under, under the Uber aegis. Yeah, I mean, I just want to go on record as saying that I've been hating Uber since day one, and we've talked a lot about that. So I, this is good to hear what we've been talking about actually uh, starting to make it onto the mainstream media and other people coming on board. Uh, in other Uber news, the entire country of Germany has banned Uber from operating. Why? Because uh, they don't have any of the necessary transportation permits or regulations. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. <laughs> and... <clears throat> Excuse me. And we all know Germany is, is very big on regulations. Very big on regulations. You do not fuck with Germany. <laughs> no, you do not. Um, and I got to say, I still got my five-star Uber rating. Uh, thank you very much. I'm a very nice passenger. And they've always shown up for me. I've never gotten lost with them. All the drivers have been fantastic. So the the drivers who work for Uber, which are all contractors, mm-hmm. I have never had a problem with. Right. They've always been awesome. I always get my free bottle of water. Now <laughs> – the, the news that came out uh, yesterday in New York is that they're trying to take all of the Uber black drivers and knock them down to the Uber X people. So they want the guys with, you know, the Mercedes 500 SL limos to get paid the same as the guy with the Prius who's doing on his lunch break. And there's a, there's a backlash going on about that. As there should be. And there also should be a backlash about the fact that they're all just contractors and they're not getting any kind of benefits whatsoever. So this is going to be interesting how it plays out. If Uber's going to, you know, have a come to Jesus moment and clean up, or I mean, the thing is, right now they don't have to because they've got a ton of money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, no, they've got tons of money and they don't actually have to. So this, yeah, this is going to be kind of a watershed uh, moment for for these kind of companies that try to skirt regulation. Are you going to come on board and you're going to be nice human beings, or are you just going to say to hell with it and do the money grab? Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I have now, yet to take Uber, so but I will be doing so for the very first time as I am uh, going up to San Francisco this weekend, and I figured why not try it out there. Yeah, it's too bad. I'm going to be up there in two weekends. Yeah, I saw that. So. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I signed up for an Amazon local mm-hmm. deal a couple months ago when I was trying to get a limo to the airport to go 
to Los Angeles when I broke my leg, which I didn't end up doing because I would have died, the doctor said. <laughs> uh, fortunately, I didn't use it. Yes. And unfortunately, I gave that voucher to my roommate who got completely screwed by the limo company. Shocking. So I, my, my track record with Amazon Local is now negative 100%. <laughs> and I'm getting ads from them all the time now. For things that I really don't want to discount on, the first one, LASIK eye centers, uh, $1,900 for both eyes. No thanks. I don't yeah. want to be blind. I'll pay full <laughs> and, price on that. And another one is uh, the tandem skydiving experience, $149. Nope. I don't <laughs> want to be flat. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm just staying away from Amazon Local. They, I got to their credit – as soon as I, I called them and complained and said, look, this guy lied, he didn't show up, and then he, he charged it saying that they took the ride when the guy wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, oh, okay, we'll look into this, we'll investigate it, here's all your money back, we're very sorry, and within like three minutes. That, so, that's awesome. That, that, I had a very similar experience with uh, Groupon uh, quite a while back, actually, um, except they were not very quick about it. They, they had some sort of Groupon for um, a car detailing service, and I was getting ready to sell my Jeep and, and get another car, so I figured let's get it detailed before I go sell it. Um, and I bought the Groupon, and then when I called the place, it was like they couldn't take me for six months because they sold too many Groupons. Because <laughs> they sold too many Groupons, and I was like, well, this is completely useless to me, and I tried to get a refund, and that took a very long time. But uh, it eventually came through. Um, I also had something a little bit weird happen to me this last week. Uh, I kept getting a phone call from a number I didn't recognize, and then I finally just said, to hell with it, i got to answer because they keep calling. Um, local Google placement was what they, they they claimed to be Google it was a, it was a robo voice on pickup so they claimed to be Google and you know if you, if this is the owner of the company or the marketing manager for the company please press 1 we have important news for you about your business so i just hung up because i figured this is bullshit um but they kept calling so at this point i'm like i have to go through this phone tree just to get them to stop calling so i hit the 1 and then i hit 1 again and then they asked you know all these other questions and 1 1 1 1 1 1 1 and i finally <laughs> get to a person and I, the entire time every single bit of this of the robo script implies that they are actually google calling me not okay. not a third party company that they are google and they are calling because of my business placement and they want to make sure that they have the correct information etc cetera, etc cetera. so finally i finally i get to a person and she asked me, you know, if I'm if I'm the head of the company, and I'm yes, I am. Who are you? And she won't answer because she's on a script as well. So I asked them what type of country or company I was listed as, Internet Services. And then she replied, "Well, I guess you would handle your own listings then." Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, we'll remove you from our call list. Okay, so you never found out what the company was, who no. they were. No. Did you try and do like a reverse phone lookup to see if you could get a number on if their number matched any known callers? I was going to because I was annoyed, and then I just figured to hell with it. If they call again, I will. Okay, because that would be something that you can report to Google. Yeah, that's true because they do oh, try wait, to pass no. them off as. Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> you can't get in touch with anybody at Google because it's not run by humans. Well, that's they also don't. that's also the way I knew this wasn't a Google company because I was like, Google is actually calling me. No way. Nope. I can't Never. get a hold of anybody over there. <laughs> Never going to happen. Yeah. The only time I've ever had any luck with getting through to humans at Google is through people I knew that worked there. Well, same thing with Twitter or any of these other companies. You, you cannot get a hold of them ever. 
Yeah, we got uh, for Metblogs. We got kicked out of Google News for a long time, and we couldn't get anybody to review our account. So I called up my buddy Kevin Marks. I'm like, "Hey, can you uh, ask somebody about this?" He's like, "Okay, let me run down the hall." <laughs> he went down the hall, and we were back in like by the end of the day. It's yeah. like you, it's it's it definitely the old boys Google network over oh, there. Oh, totally. I mean, I'd be I'd have better luck living here in Venice, walking down to their building and knocking on the door than trying to get a hold of them any other way. Yeah, and God forbid your AdSense account ever gets uh, shut down. Just kiss that money goodbye. <laughs> ah, Google. Comment of the week. News five-star rating on iTunes this week from Hammered Head. <laughs> I'm an old school – oh, wait. I'm an old high school buddy of Brian. I always knew he was smart but failed to see the brilliance. <coughs> <laughs> Jason is great, woo, and is regularly voicing my own concerns and opinions of the world. A great podcast on not only tech, but the world in general. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> I, I'm brilliant. You're you're just great, dude. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't give this guy much credence. I'm assuming this is Brett Bowman. He's the only Brett I knew back in high school. So, uh, hey man, thanks. Uh, no worries. Um, I buried the brilliance in hairspray and makeup back then, plus a good amount of booze. I, I like your name, Hammered Head. That's funny. Uh, glad you're listening. Glad you like it. Hope all is well. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> brilliant. Thank you, Mr. Hammered Head, even though I am not very brilliant. Sad news from yesterday. Miss Joan Rivers died at the age of 81. That is sad. I really like Joan. I thought she had some spunk. I never thought she would actually die. I watched her, her show with her daughter for a while because I lived with a woman and it was unfortunately uh, required watching on some <laughs> nights. Right. But it wasn't bad. Joan was a firecracker, man. She took shit from nobody. No, I mean she uh, – I, 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 you know – People uh, forget that she was actually legitimately extremely funny way back in the day. I mean, she still was. She definitely went down a shtick of just kind of being, you know, rude and mean to celebrities and all that sort of stuff, which is well-deserved and I'm happy with. Uh, but she was a really funny, straight-up comedian way back in the day, which is great. Um, I love Joan Rivers. She's great. Uh, I'm not crazy about the legacy, the Chelsea Handlers and the Kathy Griffins of the world who are basically just aping the, the later stages of Joan. But, uh, yeah, good to be missed. Yeah, some of the stuff from her show when she would go out and do stand-up mm -hmm. was still just wickedly funny. Yeah. She was so good. Yeah, sharp as a tack. And one of the things that she did, which I thought was great, was she, she wrote down all her jokes and she kept them all on 3x5 cards. She had a, an archive of every joke she ever told. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I guess we got to get to it. There, there's, there's been one big go. story this week. What else are we going to talk about? The Fapageddon! Um, the Fappening, I thought, was the name. It um, is, but it's. it's I, I really was hoping to catch Wolf Blitzer this week say <laughs> The Fappening on CNN, but I couldn't watch CNN for long enough to really find it because <laughs> I can't stand watching CNN. Yeah. Well, if you happen to know any, any males between the ages of, say, I don't know, 14 to about 29, um, never has there been more masturbation than in this last week, I would say. No, it's been ridiculous. <laughs> uh, in case you don't know, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, all of our fears about the iCloud and all of us bitching and kvetching about how stupid the cloud is, uh, well, all those fears came true for a number of celebutards this week. Uh, basically, a bunch of actresses' leaked nude photos have been all over the web, and they all came from their iPhones where they stored them stupidly in the not iCloud. Not all, not well, all iPhones. Almost all of them. Almost all of them were from iPhones. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, so before we get too into the tech on it, uh, a friend of mine, friend of the show, Tim Elliott, actually posted something on his Facebook, which which gave me pause because um, this uh, the fappening kind of basically broke the same day that the uh, there was the second beheading um, of a journalist in uh, Syria, I believe. I'm not sure of the exact location where they did it. I guess they don't exactly publicize the location of the beheading either. So no, they don't know where the yeah. Location so is. so they if they knew they would be over there finding them exactly. So uh, yeah, so they happened about the same day. Um, and uh, Tim wrote uh, on his Facebook, and I kind of agreed this, with this a lot. Uh, we now live in a society where more people will express outrage over some actress's leaked nude photos than over a non-celebrity being beheaded. Thoughts, Jason? Okay. Now I originally had you know an issue with the statement because I was extremely outraged when the first journalist was beheaded. Mm -hmm. And then I watched some CNN and some other news stations and you're completely right. And to that, I actually have to say that the news completely overshadowed the second journalist being beheaded or uh, press person being beheaded because I just found out about it from you. Right. I did not know that there was a second the second guy got beheaded. That yeah. sucks. It it got buried completely in the news because of Jennifer Lawrence's vagina. Interesting. Yeah. This is the society we now live in and I have massive problems with it. So, on with the show and let's talk about the <laughs> celebrities and not the beheading. <laughs> Might as well go with the flow. Yeah, you got to go with the flow. Uh, and this is a tech story. The you know the other thing is is geopolitics that we know nothing about, and we do know tech. So let's talk about the tech. <laughs> okay, bring it on because we're going to butt heads on this one. <laughs> I think we are too. Uh, but so regardless of whatever celebs have already had their photos leaked, I'd imagine there are a lot of awkward phone calls going on right now to boyfriends, husbands, ex lovers, managers, PR agents, movie studios, TV studios, and others because uh, all these kids. And I do say kids because we are grumpy old geeks, and uh, I didn't know – I don't know who half of these girls are because they're all very, very young. Um, and they're all taking naked photos of themselves on their iPhones. Not all iPhones. Let's just say iPhones for the sake of this segment, Jason, instead of no, arguing. let's say phones <laughs> okay, for the phones. sake of this segment. All right. On their phones. Because you're going you're gonna to say some things here that I'm going to smack you for in a second. <laughs> um, yes, there are a lot of people to do that. Here's the thing though. Almost everybody's got it. Got these photos out there. Anybody with a cell phone is probably taking a picture of their junket or their girlfriend's or their boyfriend's junk at some point. That's just the reality of having a, a, a camera on you all the time. And being hormonal. Exactly. And, and, and having a banging body, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, nothing to be ashamed of out there, so let, let them have their fun. Yeah. The issue at hand here is this was a theft yeah. of, you know – you can either – I mean, yes, it's personal data. It's intellectual property at some, at some level and it's, you know, it's a violation. It's a, it's a very personal violation of these people. It very much is and we all can feel I, – I felt certainly very high and mighty about it because when the leak came and I read the list of people, I was like, ah, I don't even know who any of these people are until I saw Hope Solo. And then I went, Hope Solo? Hope Solo naked? Where? <laughs> And, of course, I had to go look. I, I, it's a violation. I'm very sorry, Hope Solo. I love – you know, I'm a big fan. Nice ass. I have no idea who Hope Solo is. And... Uh, goalie for U.S. women's soccer. Oh, OK. Yeah. Anyway, let's get, back to the, let's get back to the tech. You can go fap later. OK. <laughs> um, so this was, this was an old school attack and this was a targeted attack. These people were targeted because they are celebrities. Yes. Flat out. Mm-hmm. You know, if we even go back to just the cloud setting and talk about, you know, cloud security, all of these attacks were basically 
you know, from what they can tell, brute force attacks brute or force. social engineering yeah. attacks. There is nothing here that really said that there was a, an actual, you know, hole in the cloud stuff. The the big issue now that they're trying to, to cover up and say, oh, well, we'll notify you when you set a password change, download a backup to another device, because that's where most of this stuff probably came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you know, people getting a whole dump of their entire phones. Yeah. Right. You know, I okay, I, I finally get access to your account. I can log into your account. I can take a blank phone and say backup from iCloud, here's my info, and then it'll pull the entire backup down and and boom, it's all there. Yeah. And that's what they're, you know, positing that w- is what happened. And then there's also the further theory that this is all happening in the dark web and there's this, been this trading thing going on where if you get, you know, one celebrity, then you hook up with somebody somewhere on the dark web and you trade and, and just this massive collection of basically hundreds of celebrities uh, and their, their private photos, all of which will eventually see the light of day. And uh, maybe these guys are getting hunted right now like you would not believe. They have to be the the most terrified people on the planet, deservedly so. Well, no, again, let's go back to the original argument. I'd rather we be spending our money and time hunting the folks that are beheading people. Well, I think it's a different group that are doing that. (laughs) So this is the the upside of having two separate agencies, one for domestic and one for overseas. So the CIA and the NSA, those guys are out there trying to get ISIS and ISIL and those guys. The FBI is all domestic, and those are the guys that are on – on these guys. Well, I'd be surprised if, the, if I mean, I'm sure that there's quite a few people that are here in the U.S., but I'm sure there are plenty of people overseas that are involved with this, uh, this whole scandal. It could be at some point. Yeah. I'm sure there'll, there'll be a multidisciplinary or <laughs> multi-agency, you know, cooperation as right. far as they can do that. So now let's get to the, let's get to the iPhone side of it, just because most celebrities have iPhones. So yes. that's what was targeted. But most people in the world don't. They've right. got Android phones. Yeah, but we're, they, they, nobody's interested in. Frankly, nobody's interested in you know my nude photo. They're they are interested in celebrities' nude photos, and and ninety nine percent of celebrities have iPhones. So if they're if you got one point of attack, you're going to go after the iCloud. But it, it wasn't one. I mean, it was a multi pronged approach to the attack. You just made a, a supposition before in our in our show notes that I wanted to bring up that you're saying. <laughs> That you know, Apple is now superior to Microsoft because everybody writes v- viruses for PCs in the tables have turned, and they haven't turned. Nobody's writing a virus for the iOS to attack celebrities. Uh, Jason, just going after you're, them specifically. You're, you're taking an overall supposition and going after the specifics on it. My my entire point was just it made me laugh because I remember back to the old Apple versus Mac or Apple versus PC battles, which are no longer really a thing. But the big argument back then from all the Apple snobs was, oh, Apple is so much better than PCs because, you know, you can't get a virus on your Apple because everybody writes them for PCs. Well, that's still true. I know it's still true, Jason. (laughs) You are taking the point and making it specific. My entire point is just, well, now if you had a Windows 7 phone, you'd probably be safe if you took pictures of your junk. That is the only point. Well, no, because they will attack the cloud storage that goes with the Windows phone as well. Oh, Jason. Listen, listen, just <laughs> point A. Most almost all celebrities have iPhones, correct? Not for any not for much longer. Well, not for much longer, but for right now, all celebrities have iPhones. All celebrity new photos are in the iCloud. If you were the one celebrity that took pictures of your junk and had a Windows 7 phone, you'd be safe right now. That's the point. That was it. It was a minor point that you just want to niggle away at, which is stupid. That's no, that's the entire stupid. point. And that point is correct and valid. 
Um, this was a tech conversation. You weren't talking about tech, so I wanted to I wanted to make sure that you had a proper point made. Okay, there are no okay. viruses it's involved. Okay. I know there are no viruses involved. All I'm saying is just that that the apple was the point of attack for what you wanted to get out of this situation. Right, and my point is it. It's and just and anybody with it a Windows been. phone could snicker and go, ha, 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 Windows is superior because we didn't, nobody attacked us. <laughs> nobody wants your piece of shit. Okay, let's move, let's move on to the rest of the story here. Okay. The, let's, let's talk about the Redditors who felt guilty, who had, who had FAP guilt. Yes, well, most of this – well, uh, most of this obviously broke on 4chan, but then Reddit kind of became the, the area where – because it's a bit more acceptable for people to go to. I don't think most journalists are, are logging into 4chan to look through there. So they went to Reddit and uh, – Because they that, don't know what 4chan is. You saw the CNN piece. They, they're like, oh, God. 4chan a person or – I mean that was the stupidest thing all week. It's I like, know. There, there, there were actual articles saying the FBI was going after 4chan as if 4chan is a person, like the hacker 4chan. <laughs> and, and props to John Stewart for showing like some of those clips on The Daily Show saying, why are you on my TV? <laughs> you have made me dumber yeah. by watching this segment. Yeah. So, but Reddit has kind of come out in recent years as, as this, you know, internet community and, and full of decent people, while 4chan is a bit on the shadier side, let's be honest. Um, so a lot of this stuff broke it on Reddit. I think the Redditors actually coined the term the fappening, which is still hilarious to me. I love it. Um, yeah, so that's where a lot of the photos were, were basically breaking and, and going into public consumption, as it were. Uh, and they've, yeah, somebody over there started to feel a little bit guilty because it is an invasion of privacy. I, I don't think it's a sex crime, and I don't think it's a bunch of other things that people were starting to say about it, but it is an invasion of privacy. Uh, so they decided to do something about it and donate money to prostate cancer because they felt bad. And they got shut down. And the <laughs> organization said, we are not going to take your money, which I also think is stupid. I don't know. I'm kind of on the side of the the Prostate Cancer Foundation on this one because they it's the whole premise is just ridiculous. And if they took the money, they'd open themselves up to so many different vectors of attack just from, you know, just the opinions of people saying you're taking money and are profiting based on, you know, these photos being leaked. So, for them, I think it's a smart PR move not to take the money. I uh, I, I agree with you on the PR element, but I just think a charity is a charity. And I don't care who's offering you the money. Take it. It wasn't that much money. It wasn't worth the hassle. Yeah. I think they came out on the. I think they came out on the right side of this argument. Well, you know, seventeen-year-olds that sit on Reddit masturbating all day don't exactly have tons of funds. Yeah, and and to your point that people on Reddit are better than people on 4chan, that's a very very thin line. If you go check out, if you go check out the the subreddit, the fappening on on Reddit, mm-hmm. it's just as bad. I'm sure Honestly, it is. they're I'm... still they're still posting the same crap, which they shouldn't be posting. And Reddit, you know, is playing whack-a-mole with them. And now 4chan has actually decided to take the stance of we will honor the DMCA now and, and you know, put people on taking the stuff down. But, you know, that's I think that's a PR move too because 4chan is a cycling, you know, cesspool yes. of images. <laughs> you know, it's like 10 pages per uh, per channel. And once it hits that last page, it's gone and it's, it's in the ether. They delete it, never to be seen again. You know, it's very ephemeral. Reddit, I don't, I don't think has that same problem. I think they just keep that stuff forever. I think they do as well. So yeah, it makes a bit more sense for them. Um, it, you know, 
this is one of those things too where we could talk for hours about all the different aspects of this. Um, you can't stop this. I mean, I, I get it's a good thing and it's a good PR move. And certainly, if you watch your site to continue, you're gonna you're gonna stop these these images from being posted, much like Twitter did with the beheading images for the first one. I not that many on it the second time around. Twitter has also been removing any of these uh, celebrities' photos that pop up on Twitter. Um, but information wants to get out, and it will, one way or another. Yeah, probably on the dark web now. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how we'll see how this thing plays out. And as far as just you know protecting yourself, it it was a, it's a case of simple passwords, simple and question and answers. You can get around that stuff if you just use a modicum of common sense. Well, and if you're taking pictures of your junk, don't put it in the cloud. You want to keep it on your phone, keep it on your phone. Don't let anybody well, take your phone. Don't let anybody plug your – don't charge your phone at somebody else's house that's connected to their computer. And definitely don't put your junk in the cloud. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't – they assume that – like they're just ba- – when they do the backups, it's for apps and stuff. They don't re- realize that their photos go with those backups. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's set up for them. I'm sure somebody at their office hands them the phone and say, here, it's good to go. Yeah. And they never think about it again. Exactly. So I think you know, it, that's I'm, a completely different discussion. So I let's mean, just get off this damn thing. Yeah, let's get off the thing. And just uh, – the one thing that I maybe hope that comes out of this is people might start to pay attention to – how their technology actually works instead of just wandering around with it and just going, it's a magic device. No, this will not happen because (laughs) look at, look at what happened. Okay. The way that dig became, you know, dig Mm -hmm. was for the same thing. The leaked Britney Spears photos from her phone from how long ago. It's, it's, you know, it, this has all happened before. It will all happen again. The person that's probably same shit. The person that's probably the most upset about this is Paris Hilton. She's somewhere feverishly taking pictures of her vagina and hoping somebody hacks her phone again so she can yeah. be relevant. <laughs> she was nowhere to be seen in that dump. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. I want to talk about Twitter a second because okay. this is you know we, we you mentioned Twitter so let's just let, get let's this out and get it, it over yeah. with. Twitter is about to go away. Is the wonderful thing that you guys all love and it's become Facebook style filtered feed because they have to make money. There done. Yep, and <laughs> the backlash has begun, and people say they want to pay for it, which they won't. Uh, that I they updated. I updated Twitter with that last night. I'm like, you guys are all yelling and bitching and pretending that you would pay to have a Twitter keep it keep itself the way it is, and you will not. Nobody will pay. Nope. Studies have shown. Experiments <laughs> have been done. You say one thing, and then as soon as they say, "Give us your money," you do not. You, you do not. <laughs> yeah, and. End of story. So they spent the engineering time to build it and all this other crap, and you won't do it. Look, I mean, like it, like yeah. a small subset, like like three or four percent might yeah. do it. But the people that Twitter cares about that are going to make money off of them are the people that are going to see their ads and see their sponsored content. So yeah. it's not going to work. They will not do it. We tried to get them for years to give us, you know, give us a way to pay them so they could keep their servers up, and they didn't. Yeah. And it's a whole new team there now that just – they are beholden to the shareholders. So get over it. Filter, Twitter is going away as you knew it. End of story. Yep. Yep. Twitter is gone and yes, nobody is going to pay. If there was ever a, a site or a service that actually had – I mean Twitter is full of super tech people. So if they, if they thought there was money in making a Twitter that you paid for, there would be one already. But there, there was one. There so. was one. It was called app.net. Yes. And nobody paid for it and it went away. Yep. So – 
And uh, right now it's running on fumes. They've got enough money coming in to just keep the servers going, but they've got no staff. So who knows? Maybe app.net will get a uh, resuscitation out of this, but I doubt it because it was already there and people could pay well, for it and get what they wanted. It won't because app.net was there the first time everybody freaked out about Facebook and privacy and wanting to have some sort of pay version where they didn't have to deal with all this stuff and nobody went to app.net. That's what I'm saying. So suck it. Who? <laughs> Everyone. Security. Ha. So the hack of the week that doesn't involve nubile naked celebrities, but rather sexy spanners and backhoes. Home Depot is investigating a possible data breach, which uh, then Jason found a lot more information about. It's big. (laughs) It's very big. And I'm going to have to go change my credit card because uh, I bought a house and uh, I've been to Home Depot a lot recently. Yeah, it looks like all of the U.S. Home Depot stores have been hit. Uh, and it looks like it's from a Ukrainian organization, the same people that were responsible for the P.F. Chang break-in and a couple other ones. And it's almost a retaliation for what's going on, the sanctions against Russia for the Ukraine. Right. Yeah, man, that is a hotbed of hackers there. Amazing. And they're good. That's yeah. the scary thing. These guys are good. So, yeah, if you uh, have shopped at Home Depot anytime since last year, I think they're saying. Yeah. It's 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 a long it's a long hack on these guys. You definitely should look into it. Yep. And the way they're figuring out that it was Home Depot is there's a, a dump of all of the zip codes that are attached to all the cards, and there's like a ninety nine point something percent overlap with Home Depot locations. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it makes sense. It's a, it's why wouldn't you hit the Home Depot? Everybody ends up there at some point, especially people that have you know high level you know credit cards because they're homeowners and things like that. Um, yeah, uh, monitor. If you've been to Home Depot, find out which card you use. Keep an eye on it. I'm just going to go ahead and automatically switch out my card because I don't want to deal with it. But uh, you don't have to be quite as crazy as me, but keep an eye. Yeah, and Home Depot has put up a page, which is a feeble-ass response with <laughs> like two paragraphs. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes. It's message to our customers about news reports of a possible payment data breach. We will not admit to anything. <laughs> I think they're going to have to pretty soon, though. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to. So, um who was the company that did it right? I can't remember. We talked about UPS. Them. UPS. Thank you, UPS. Uh, you, yeah, they listed every store, every date range that were um, affected by the breach, and they did it right. I mean, yeah. granted, uh, UPS could still be doing their their research on it and their due diligence with the FBI or the Secret Service and figuring out exactly what happened, but still, it was it's a pretty weak response. Yeah, that that is just bad. So on the other side of kind of weak responses, <laughs> Apple is adding – I mentioned this before. Apple is adding some new iCloud security measures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're saying you know you should move to two-factor auth, but the two-factor auth only affects very few things. Yeah, and I actually saw a, a report, which I don't have the, the link for right now, but I will find it and get it in the show notes, uh, about a woman that uh, put up – basically hacked herself, and she had two-factor authorization in. She used some $200 piece of software and hacked herself in 20 minutes. Oh, you got to find that. we got to put that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll just track it down. It was on Twitter somewhere. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> what they're doing now is these are after-the-fact notifications. So if, like I said before, if somebody – you know, if your password's changed or your uh, phone backup is downloaded to a new device, all this other stuff. So if somebody does get your iCloud or your, your Apple ID login and they can pull it down, it, it notifies you. But these are after-the-fact yeah. issues. Yeah, you've already been hacked at that point. <laughs> yeah, if they they need to have some kind of two factor auth on downloading your iCloud backup. So I mean, it, this stuff's rolling out in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, they'll be, you know, really trying to lock the stuff down. 
Yep, hopefully. And Grinder, <laughs> an app that I probably will never ever – well, not, not probably, will never ever use, the gay dating app for hooking up, mm-hmm. has privacy issues as well. Shocking. Nobody's surprised. <laughs> Somebody figured out that you can triangulate where a physical person is by just logging out, logging back in and seeing the distance from them by moving around in a circle, like standard triangulation. You yeah. know? Well, since you're trying to hook up anyways, maybe that's actually a good thing. Yeah, uh, really, it'll save you some time. Saves you some time. You know where he is. Oh, hey, your your photo's fake. Screw you, buddy. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, finally this week, I, I'm a huge fan of the band Rasputina, which yes. is basically uh, Melora Krieger and whoever she gets to play with her. She does like crazy cello music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a crazy email from her from our mailing list this week talking about how she's basically been in hiding and it has been hacked and stalked for the past you know year. Right. And nobody believed her. And it, it's it's a terrible, terrible story. And they like got broke into her house, broke into her car, all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad for her because she's out in like rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so it's a it's a terrifying story. I'm going to put the whole uh, email in the show notes just so everybody can read it. But this is kind of what happens when you're a celebrity nowadays. Not even with the nudie pictures. This is just some crazy ass fan. Yeah, this is a crazy ass fan going after. Um, it's you know. We're we're in a really scary world where if somebody wants to basically ruin your life, they can. If somebody yeah. if somebody is motivated enough to to basically just destroy your entire life, they will do so. And we talked about it. I mean, we've talked about this for ten years, sitting mm-hmm. around the bar having drinks. You know how easy it would be to, you know, just throw some child porn on somebody's computer and have them framed, yeah. kind of stuff. But now it's like you're dealing with all of their finances, their money, their family. And you can do some terrible things to people. And this person, hopefully they find them and take them down because it's really not nice. No, not I mean, nice at all. Not nice is is the tip of the iceberg on this. This guy <laughs> needs to be taken out back and kicked in the nuts a couple thousand times. And Jason, you posted a link in the show notes that uh, I didn't read because I felt like if I read it, I'd put on a put on a tinfoil hat and seal myself off from everyone. But I'm really interested. So go ahead and tell me about it and scare the shit out of me. Okay, now this actually – we got a hat tip from this from uh, one of our friends on Twitter whose name escapes me at the moment because <laughs> I forgot to put it in the show notes like a dumbass. But I'd already found this story and this is uh, a story about how an Android security phone that people have – it's a really expensive but very cool phone called the CryptoPhone 500. <laughs> a great people name that ha- there. I know, I know. And I, I checked out their site and I want one, but you can only buy them in bulk for companies. And the only thing that they sell is a Windows phone version for 1500 bucks. Well, if you took a photo of your junk, it wouldn't have uh, leaked. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> this is a very cool phone. But what it can do is it can tell when you're basically being tricked into using fake cell towers. Wow. And these guys have found just driving around about 17 at least cell phone towers that are not real. They are – what they do is they – you know, you connect – when you're close to it, you connect to that and that connects to another cell tower to do a pass-through. Mm-hmm. And most of them knock you down back to 2G and then it can just basically read everything, get all your calls, record the calls, text messages, actually have access to the phone. It's kind of like a Stingray device like we talked about that the police use. Mm-hmm. But – these are really mystery, uh, like you know, mystery towers. Right. They're saying that a lot of them are right around uh, military bases, U.S. military bases, but there are other ones that are not. And mm-hmm. I had an I had a situation a while ago where somebody that I knew 
was calling the police because somebody was stalking the neighbor and she saw them outside. And as soon as she made the phone call, they drove away. Huh. And her phone was doing weird things and she was texting people, you know, saying like, he's here, he's here. Don't come home. Call the police. <laughs> My favorite Ren and Stimpy. And, you know, the the guy left and then the cops finally did come and the, it was an L.A. County sheriff and he completely said that he's probably got a cell, t- a cell tower spoofer. Right. Because you could buy – you could buy the, this was like two years ago. They were like 1100 bucks. You could get them from a couple places I knew in England, the same place you could get cell phone jammers. Completely illegal. It's a it's a felony just to have one. Right. And but criminals have them now. You know, it's known by the police that these things are out there and they are being used by criminals to monitor cell phone traffic around, you know, sites where they want to do crime. Let's go do some crimes. And you know, seeing this that there are just random ones out there all over the place is kind of kind of weird, but that's They're a little there. freaky. Like it, it does kind of come down to, and this is where the tinfoil hat stuff starts to go. Are these criminals? Are these government putting these things up? What the hell's going on? Of course, the government doesn't really need to, right? Because they can just go directly to any of our cell providers and get whatever they want. Not in real time. That's true. If they, need to, if they need to track you in real time, mm-hmm. I can see this around military bases because people use cell phones to a coordinate attacks, yeah. set off set off bombs, and do other things with them. So you know, being able to in real time monitor all the communications that are happening around your location mm-hmm. as, as as a defense mechanism yeah this is Ma- pretty makes total sense i just want to read this little bit for for those of us that aren't as up to this uh, as up with this as jason is what one of these uh, this device costs approximately $100,000 which is quite a lot of money but not if you're planning on stealing a lot of money um it's called the VME Dominator, which is described as a real t- – well, I'll skip the techno babble. Let me just go to the point that, that scares the crap out of me. It cannot be detected. It allows interception of voice and text. It allows voice manipulation, up and down channel blocking, text intercept and modification, calling and sending text on behalf of the user, and directional finding of a user during random monitoring of calls. They just basically own you. Yeah, they're, they are pretending to be a cell tower, and you can get all of the information that you would if you were a cell tower. Unbelievable. And the $100,000 ones, I think, are the you know the top-of-the-line ones. Yeah. But when I did my research on them, the ones that I saw, the cheapy ones were around 1100 but the standard ones for, you know, small area use for, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you need, like, a couple block radius, were in the four to $5,000 range, which is completely doable for yeah, that's totally any, doable. any street criminal. Yeah, exactly. So I is anybody looking into these things? No, doesn't Nobody, really say nobody's it. saying. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's saying. saying. Awesome. All so, I know is I want one of these crypto phones. I think Christmas, Christmas is coming. I think I might have to be. This is this the, doing this damn show is going to make me buy one of these stupid phones. <laughs> no. Good. At the library. Okay, so hat tip for the cell tower story goes to Matt Quinn, friend of the show. You can find him on Twitter at I am Matt Q. Thanks, Matt. That was awesome. Uh, I have not finished Matt Adam book three, which is what uh, book three of the trilogy. I'm about halfway through. Um, so I wasn't actually going to say anything in at the library this week. But as I was reading last night in bed, I came across a quote so friggin relevant to everything that's just been going on this week uh, in the news and with the, the fappening that uh, I felt the need to uh, drop this in here and just read it really quick. So here we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, Here's the quote, and this is just awesome. The least said 
the better online, even if you thought your space was secure. The net had always been just that, a net full of holes, all the better to trap you with. And it still was, despite the fixes they claimed to be adding constantly, with the impenetrable algorithms and the passwords and the thumb scans. But what else did they expect? With code serfs like him in charge of the security keys, of course the thing was going to leak. The pay was too low, so the temptation to pilfer, snoop, snitch, and sell for high rewards was great. But the penalties were getting more extreme, which was a counterbalance of sorts. Online thieves were increasingly professional, like the outfits he'd worked with in Rio. Few were hacking for the pure lulls of it anymore, or even to register protests. That is a fantastic quote, and I wonder if they can join the show sometime, because (laughs) that kind of goes back to everything we've said since episode one. This is our entire show in one quote, (laughs) including the low pay. (laughs) No doubt, and especially with the getting more extreme and uh, with the penalties, but also the temptation. Remember, I think it might have been episode two or three where I said that if, if there were really smart coders out there, they'd be working for Apple right now building in O-Days that never got found until they left and they would go sell for a million bucks. Exactly. So, it sounds very similar. Yeah. So, so uh, again, can't recommend the entire trilogy enough and uh, go read it. I just finished the third of the long trilogy, The Long Earth and now The Long Mars. Nice. You uh, finished it a couple weeks ago and I finally got around to it. I thought the ending was too abrupt, kind of like the last one was, but the story was the story was totally engaging and I thoroughly approved of it and I can't wait for the next one. I agree. Uh, the story, the endings for the last two of the series have been really abrupt. Um, but as I said at the time, I just uh, I can't wait for the next one. And I think that this has the possibilities of being one of those grand sci-fi sagas like Dune. They can really do a lot with this. They really can. And it, they were really smart. The, the plot lines in this were very smart, mm-hmm. which I didn't see coming, right. which, which is why I liked it. <laughs> so <laughs> two thumbs up. Software, apps, and gadgets. Now, this week is a little follow-up on something I mentioned before that I, I love called iStat Menus for the Mac, mm-hmm. which you know gives you introspection into all of the inner workings of your, your Macintosh. Well, I mentioned before that they upgraded to iStat Menus 5, and for me it was a free upgrade. Turns out, no, it was <laughs> not. They upgraded me, and they upgraded me to a 14-day trial. So this morning when I boot up, where all the menus should be in my menu bar, they're just little dollar signs. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's subtle. So I, yeah. So I click on them, and sure enough, I had to upgrade. Ten bucks, because I had a, I bought the other two previous versions. Now, I'm not against upgrade fees, you know. It was a major upgrade, a major rewrite. But don't lie to me. Don't be sneaky about it. Tell me up front, and don't upgrade me saying that, you know, oh, we're just going to upgrade you. It's like, yeah. give me the option right there to pay for an upgrade or not, you know, do it and stick with the old, the old version. There's a, a screen capture program I use called uh, ScreenFlow Pro, and they do that. They tell you, it's like, hey, big warning, upgrading to this new version is a paid upgrade. Yeah. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. <laughs> These guys did not. And no. so I say, fuck you, Bajango, which is the company that makes this and your damn high stat menus. And I paid for it. <laughs> there. That was a hollow fuck you. It was. No, but that is completely the wrong way to go about it, people. Do not do that when you are uh, going to have a paid upgrade at all. You should notify people, not just do it, and then force them to do so. That is not cool. Give them the option and don't be a sneaky bastard. Damn right. Media Candy. I've got a couple podcasts this week that I really enjoyed. 
The Art of Manliness podcast number 79, On Killing and On Combat with Lieutenant Con- uh, Lieutenant Colonel. <laughs> like, let's call. What's a let's call? Let's call. Lieutenant, Col- <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Mm-hmm. Great episode. I love this guy. He's, you know, a veteran, wrote an amazing book called On Killing, where he describes how most soldiers won't actually kill anybody. They shoot high and all the psychology behind it. And he's got a new book, On Combat, which is in my queue. So this was a callback to our talk of World War II from last week. Nice. Very nice. Highly recommended. Now, my other one of my other favorite podcasts, the You Are Not So Smart podcast, they did an in-between episode this week where he didn't eat any cookies, which sucks because I, like <laughs> I like the cookie monster theme in there. <laughs> it's called Why Do You Sabotage Yourself When Trying to Break Bad Habits? And I, I mean I love this show. It's usually just fascinating. But this actually has some solid info that you can use – for habit change that can honestly be life-altering if you put it into practice and pay attention to what he's talking about. He's talking about um, extinction events when you're at the very end and ready to change a habit but your body and your mind rebels and, say, <laughs> and has, it basically has a tantrum. Um, it says, no. I have this downloaded, queued up, and I'm definitely going to listen to it because uh, as I mentioned the other week, I am giving up the smokes and uh, I'm on the vape. And this is definitely happening to me because I, I was, you know, and I was out the other day with a couple of buddies. I, they smoke. Uh, we were having a few beers and I was like, ah, I'm out having a couple beers. What's the harm in having one cigarette? He goes so, exactly through that process. Yes. So, so I need to listen to this. Check it out. And I will. Uh, I ran across uh, Freakonomics Radio, which made me very happy. Uh, They're quick little bits, about 30 minutes each, uh, going through the standard topics that they talked about in their book. So if you've read the book, it's it's a bit of a rehash. But I read the book so long ago, I barely remember any of it. So I really like these little segments. They're very – they're well NPR produced. They sound very NPR radio. They probably run on it. But uh, you can just uh, scroll through it on on the iTunes listing and, you know, find a topic that you're interested in, get a quick – 30-minute download. It's nice stuff. Yeah, they're very good. They're very good. Then they are almost all recycled, but yeah. if you have forgotten about the topic, it's a nice rehash. And some of them are, are new, and some of them for, are from the new book, which I actually did not care for, the new book. Yeah. I but agree. the other books are pretty good. Yeah, so it's, it's a good little thing. It's nice. Uh, Aphex Twin put out a new track. The new track is called Mini Pop 67 uh, 120.2 Source Field Mix. It's really good. It is really good. It is old school electronica. It's like the last 15 years of EDM didn't happen and we don't have Miley Cyrus bleeding on top of everything and everything sounds like a gay disco. This is great old school electronica. It's really, really good. And I love the fact that the, you know, the artwork is basically the, his YouTube stats for the last two years. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So I, I got the, got the link from you and I listened to the track and I immediately went to Spotify and put on all his ambient stuff for the rest of the rest of the day while I was hacking. Yeah, it was it, great. The, I've I've completely forgotten about his ambient stuff, and I've been listening to it incessantly. And the new track is great. I cannot wait for this album. No, I can't wait either. It was really good. Yeah, it's really good. So uh, there was another uh, leak of footage. It wasn't a leak. It was actually released. Star Wars rough cut footage uh, was put out the other day on the net, and it was. Hard to watch because it's rough cut footage, but here's something we never knew. Han Solo had a girlfriend. Booyah, boy, getting some. Yeah, he was sitting in the booth with a chick. He kisses her. She leaves, and that's when uh, that's when Luke and uh, Obi Wan come on over. So uh, I've got some. I'm I'm angry at Lucas here. We got to stop this Han Solo neutering. He is a badass. First, you take out his chick, and then you make him shoot second. I, we we need a Han Solo supercut. 
No, that was uh, that was the wrong thing to do, yes. Lucas. Again, again, <laughs> again. So I would I just want to do a quick shout out to the In Bed with Joan podcast, talking about Joan Rivers. She did a great little video podcast. There's an audio version of it too, where she just had people come over and sit for some time in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, this was her getting into the podcasting thing, and she did it pretty much up until the end of August. So. It was pretty good. I recommend checking it out. They're they're fun watches. Yeah, a bunch of I've I've um, follow quite a few comedians on Twitter just because it's nice and it it balances out the bad evil news that I get off Twitter. Uh, and a lot of them have been posting links to their shows uh, where they sat in with her. So I'm looking forward to seeing quite a few of them. And a little more follow up on the Will Wheaton project that we talked about uh, a couple months ago before he went on the air. He is now off the air for good. Yeah. Well, didn't pick it up. Didn't uh, can't say I. I didn't see it coming, but that's sad. I, I like Will Wheaton. I wish he, he had something on the air. But sci-fi is just a mess. They're a total mess. You know, they had such an opportunity coming off of Battlestar Galactica to to just be a great network, and then all they produce are stupid, idiotic, pseudo-horror movies now. You know why, though? That's what people watch. That is true. They sure. ran the numbers on it, and they're like, we're going to make these terrible movies because that's what people watch. So... <sighs> That's, you, what, you a world, you, what a world, what a world. You can't beat their logic on it. They're no. a TV network. They want people to watch, and much, if that's what people want, if the, if, if the people want the Sharknado, they get the Sharknado. Yeah, much like Twitter, they want to make money. And I do recommend uh, reading Will's post about the cancellation. It was actually a really good read. Yeah, so I agree. Links to that will be in the show notes. And we got a little breaking news while we're recording. Uh, this story is interesting to me on many levels, and I just want to mention it really quickly because I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week. Canada may unbundle cable TV subscriptions. The proposal is worrying U.S. content kings, as it should, because uh, bundling is what screws us but pays for a lot of these crappy channels. We pay for ESPN even though we never watch it. Well, I've started to watch, but yes, point taken. So we'll see what happens with that. That is uh, that would be a major change in the media realm. So we'll see. Uh, we'll follow up on that next week. Moron of the week. I was torn on idiot of the week or moron of the week. Sorry, the segment we changed it to moron because that's nicer. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Um, I got two. So CeeLo Green had his show canceled. I didn't even know he had his own show called The Good Life. Uh, it was canceled because he went on a Twitter rampage, as so many celebs are off to do these days, uh, about rape, which is really stupid. Uh, he has deleted all of them, but they're all, of course, floating around on the Internet. Uh, it's particularly moronic because CeeLo has had more than a few rape accusations uh, against him that have quietly kind of gone away. Um, by the way, his current net worth is approximately $22 million. Boy, man, he can pay for it. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, he is a moron of the week number one. Moron of the week number two is GQ magazine. Now, GQ is uh, eh, not something I read a lot, but they've always had quite decent journalism and uh, were a relatively respectful magazine or respected, uh, not like People or Us Weekly or anything like that. It was GQ. Their Women of the Year issue is coming out. And uh, guess who the Woman of the Year is? Oh, I don't know. Let's go uh, Michelle Obama. Hillary Clinton? Nope. Nope. It's also not Sheryl Sandberg or Angela Merkel or... Lady Gaga? Marissa Meyer. Hey, if you're going to go entertainment, Lady Gaga, at least she does something, right? Or it could have been Meg Whitman. I, there's, there have been a lot of pretty amazing women doing pretty amazing things this year. But no, it's Kim Kardashian. Oh, Jesus. you got to be shitting me. Nope. 
And she's, oh, that's what we were going to call call this thing. Yeah, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good job, GQ. Woman of the Year, Kim Kardashian, who is, of course, naked in the photos for the spread. Spread, literally. Um, God damn it. And then we wonder why we can't have nice things. <sighs> GQ, what have, what have you become? The web's not dead. Now, this is an article that you sent me last week that we didn't cover because you didn't read. <laughs> so this week I read it, and it's called The King of Trolls, How One Fiendish Comedian Created a Twisted Twitter Art Form from Salon. Mm-hmm. It is about a, a basically a comedian or a writer, whatever, yeah. all of the above, actor, producer, writer, waiter. That's the standard L.A. A, thing, yes. Yeah, triple threat, <laughs> actor, model, dancer. Um, <laughs> Rob Schrab, or Schrabe, mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce it, but he's got a... Uh, a new art form called Shrabbing, <laughs> where he just makes the best Twitter comments on whatever you tweet. Right. So, like, for example, here's another clip from my Letterman interview with a link. And then he will reply, hey, do you have a link for that? Right. Which is kind of... It is... Uh, it is this is painful to me because I, I happen to run a number of, of various, you know, notables, web presences. And this happens... Constantly. That's why it's so beautiful because you don't know if he's, if he's, you know, if he's (laughs) trolling you or if he's serious. But now that you know the trick, he's trolling you. This is what you do when people, you know, grammar Nazi you. Yeah. You know, you come back and then you put your apostrophes and commas in the wrong place and maybe a <laughs> semicolon if you're feeling really snarky. Mm-hmm. So th- his whole his whole shtick is basically just trolling people with really <laughs> stupid answers yeah. that, that I love. I love this guy. Uh, I do too. I've actually started to follow him. I, I got to keep the, I got to keep up with this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I got to follow this guy too. So thank you for the link, Brian. It was amazing. It made my day. No problem. And now that I read it, that's, I'm actually getting that itchy feeling because I just, you know, I know that these are all the normal responses that I get on everything that I post for various people. Yes. But now are they? But are they? Well, they definitely are because they're usually misspelled. He doesn't misspell. He actually does it quite well. Well, he's a writer on community, so. Yeah, true. Next time you're feeling really self-important, or even more importantly, you're very dejected because you think the world has it out for you, a lot of people will tell you to look to the skies and go Carl Sagan on you and just say, we're just one spot upon billions upon billions and billions of stars. But I'm going to go the other direction. There are more living organisms in a teaspoonful of soil than there are people alive on Earth. So shut up. Closing shoutouts. I want to give a shout out to Joan Rivers. Um, any insulting joke she'd make about her own passing would be way funnier than yours, so don't try. I also want to give a shout out to at Venice three one one on Twitter. Even if you don't live here, you should really <laughs> you can enjoy some wonderful tweets. Uh, the whoever is doing that uh, in this area, just hilarious. Uh, here's one of them: crazy drugged up lady with roller skates and no pants. That's it. So it's yeah, the, I, I actually used to check out his when I lived out there. They're, they are very funny. They are very funny. Uh, not only just be, uh, Venice is a pretty weird area anyway, so you've got good fodder for your updates. But uh, it's well written and very, very, very funny. And so I, I wanted to say that uh, thank you very much to Stitcher for giving us a shout tweet last time. That was very nice. <laughs> that was very nice and, and very surprising. So thank you. <laughs> and I have an anti shout out this week. Okay. Fuck PHP, man. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I, I keep saying it's, it, you know, it's all I know, and I think I'm going to have to upgrade soon because I, I'm in the middle of this giant project, 
And all I've done for the past seven days, or actually a couple months now, is just write PHP. And man, is it a mess. <laughs> it nah, is such a mess. You're just burnt out on it. You're never going to go to Ruby. I, I tell you what, though. I did, I did some tutorials on Ruby, and it is sweet. It yeah. is so much nicer. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a newer language. It's it's built for the it's built for the the now on the web, and it's written by one guy. That, so that helps. <laughs> yes, you have benevolent dictatorship there. I do have to say though, Bootstrap. I, I did a uh, Linda dot com uh, episode, not episode, a tutorial on Bootstrap this mm-hmm. week, and I've changed my mind on Bootstrap. I was tired of every site looking like Bootstrap. But I, I did a customization course yeah. on, on Linda, and you can basically have Bootstrap look like anything with just a little bit – a very little bit of CSS. Yeah. And the grid system with them is is so easy to understand. And I really dig it. Everything I'm doing right now is based on either Bootstrap or, or some similar variants that are out there. Uh, the grid system is amazing, and you can – yeah, yeah. most people just use some crappy templates, so everything is looks exactly the same. But you can tweak the hell out of it. So. Yeah, and it's not hard. No. But not, not, not for us. It still costs you money, people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You people out there pay us. We'll we'll take the, the we'll do the hard work. There please. You go. Please. Uh, please. For the love of God, please. <laughs> okay. Well back to work for me. I'll see you next week, man. Me too. Talk to you soon. Music for Grumpy Old Geeks is provided by Among Us. Check them out at iTunes. We are hosted by Libsyn. Use the coupon code GOG while signing up and receive up to two months free. Keep up with us at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks. On Twitter, we are at Twitter.com slash GOG Podcast, or simply email us at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. You can also get our iPhone app at GrumpyOldGeeks.com slash iPhone. Show notes for this episode can be found at GrumpyOldGeeks.com slash 74. Hey, where can I find you guys online? We're driving to Florida!